0: It's Monday, April 11th, in case you forgot what day it is, which I often do. Thankfully, I have it right here on my laptop. It's kind of hard to miss. We have a bunch of new subscribers to the podcast, thanks to Cotton, who took over the Screeching Weasel socials a few weeks ago. Boy, Cotton, he's a real go-getter. He went out there and hyped up the merchandise We had a real nice merchandise week after he did some Instagram stories and posts and other things that I don't really know how to do and can't be bothered to do. Uh, So thank you very much, Cotton. And uh, I'm really too busy to do a podcast today, but, you know, when when we get some new subscribers in, I like to, uh, at least for a couple weeks, pretend that I do the podcast regularly. Uh, Speaking of which, somebody had uh, put up a comment on the last podcast about, you know, iTunes and, or I guess it's not iTunes anymore, Apple Music, Apple Podcast. I don't know what it is. Now I'm just saying things. But the point is, right now, if you want to hear the podcast, you either have to subscribe to Substack, to the newsletter. Of which this podcast is a part, I guess. I don't know. Or else you have to have somebody forward it to you. So why isn't the podcast somebody wanted to know on, uh, you know, whatever iTunes is now and all these other places where you can stream podcasts? Or maybe he asked if there's a reason. And I said, yes, there is a reason in my typical pithy manner. The reason being, I don't know how to do it and I don't have time to learn. But I keep meaning to ask Cotton if he knows anything about it and if he can uh, batten down the old hatches and get this thing out there. But I keep forgetting. So I'm hoping that he listens to this podcast and this is the note. Cotton's one of those guys, if he doesn't know how to do it, he'll figure out how to do it. He'll ask around, you know, he knows a lot of people. That's the other thing. I'm not only no good at doing things, I don't know many people. It's not like I can go to people and ask them. And the people I do know tend to be pretty clueless, like me. I ran across, I don't remember how or where, but I ran across this article that made me LOL it was uh, it was in the City Journal. It was written by Heather McDonald. This was last week, and I'll quote from it. On April seventh, the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, led by Marin Alsop, will take textual intervention one step further. A poem by Baltimore-based rapper Wordsmith will replace Friedrich. Schiller's Ode to Joy in a performance of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. We all know that so if you didn't know it, now it's stuck in your head. Wordsmith has explained his goals in the rewriting to use, quote, present-day social issues to highlight the need for positive reinforcement, encouraging gender equality, cultural acceptance, and living a Purpose-driven life are worldly topics I sought to shine a light on during the writing process. So if you can get through that word salad, this, I mean, it really, it's just babbling at this point, isn't it? All this stuff, it's just get a bunch of words, um, that, that make, uh, people happy on Twitter, like social issues and gender equality and all this kind of stuff. And then just throw in a bunch of words that don't need to be there. I sought to shine a light on. You sought, did you, during the writing process, not when writing, or in writing, during the writing process. It's this whole process, which we need for gender equality. So, uh, so here are some of the changes that were made. This is uh, translated from German. This is what that hack Schiller had to say. That dead white male that we have no use for anymore. Here's what this moron had to say. Joy, bright spark of divinity, daughter of Elysium, drunk with fire, we tread thy sanctuary. What a horse's ass! Wordsmith puts it a lot better. You ready? Live and love with open mind. Let our cultures intertwine. Dig deep down. Show what you're made of. Set the tone. It's time to shine. We must fight for equal rights and share some common courtesy. And I'm guessing that common courtesy doesn't extend to people with differing political and social views. I'm sorry, I interrupted Wordsmith. While pursuing all your dreams, spread your joy from sea to sea. Now, that's, and, and that's not even woke. I mean, that's just like, that sounds like something a, a second grade teacher writes and, and tacks up on the wall outside the classroom, right? It's just utterly insipid. It's bad writing. It's it's empty and meaningless, but it's it's not really woke, is it? Oh wait, here we go. Family, friends, share your opinion. Push for gender equality. How does that work with the with a tune I wonder? Family, friends, share your opinion. Push for gender equality. Something like that. Be yourself. Don't judge too quick. (laughs) Again. I'm sorry. The gender equality people tell me not to judge too quick. That's a bit rich. Be yourself. Don't judge too quick. Receive one another with open arms. Well, except for for those racist transphobes, i.e. anybody who even slightly disagrees with us. Oh, this is our chance to unite. Spread some genuine joy and charm. Yeah, I don't think joy and charm is what you're spreading, my friend. Brothers, sisters, equally say, together we can make hate history. Hate doesn't mean anything anymore make hate history. Nobody knows what it means. What it seems to mean is that person has an opinion uh, that's different from mine. So they're, they're, they hate and I want to make hate history. In other words, I don't want to hear any opinions that challenge mine. And then, uh, and this is all courtesy of this, uh, this wonderful writer, Heather McDonald. So don't think I'm the one doing the cherry picking here. She is. I'm just reporting. But here, let's go back for a second to uh, to Schiller. So Schiller, uh, Schiller winds up with, World, do you know your creator? Seek him in the starry canopy. Above the stars must he dwell. Hmm, I don't know. I prefer this. Positive vibes for an ode to joy. I didn't make that up. Positive vibes for an ode to joy. Rise, oh rise, be the voice of change. We must show more empathy. The fuck you must? Empathy? You don't have any empathy. I just, I, I, I felt almost giddy reading this because i realized it's just going to be crushed to death under its own weight the 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 sanctimony the insincerity of all this the 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 fact that we all now know what people really mean when they say this they use words that m- used to mean one thing and now they're code for another thing hate doesn't mean hate anymore right? Unity doesn't mean unity anymore. Empathy doesn't mean empathy anymore. It's kind of nice to have this out in the open, I think, because this was the moment for me, and everybody's going to have their own moment, but this was the moment for me when I realized, what what was I getting irritated about all those years? I knew in my heart this stuff couldn't last because it's a lie, and yet it still kind of drove me crazy. One of those things that you laugh at it, but also part of you is like, holy shit, this is, and part of it is just because you see people's lives being ruined. It's hard not to take it seriously in that sense. And that's all this is. How can you fuck with people, be unbelievably cruel to people, but still do it in a way where it's, it's socially acceptable? You, you not only get away with it, you get applauded for it. But like I said, I read this and I thought, this is it, man. This is, a, th- this is just rewriting Schiller, rewriting Beethoven, woke Beethoven. This is this is it for me. This is the moment where I go, you know, in spite of everything, in spite of all the lives that have been ruined, in, sp- in spite of all the people who have lost their careers... This, it's funny because it's clear to me now. It can't last. This is the death knell. And it was interesting to me because I had read about this TV show, Gutfeld, and how it was the most popular late night talk show was killing everybody else in the ratings. So I DVR'd it. And this past weekend, I finally got a chance to sit down and, and watch the DVR. And I thought, I had that same feeling, that same sense that th- this show is a sign that all this stuff, I think, is finally coming to an end. Because it's not uh, that typical late night talk show. It's, it's a panel show. And so it's, it's gut filled and a couple regulars, and then a couple spots that are filled by, as far as, I watch five shows, so it's like a stand-up comedian, and then somebody else from from Fox News, or somebody in politics, which I think, you know, clearly they need my help, because they're killing everybody else in Late Night, it's a hugely successful show, so clearly they, they need my help to tell them that, that that last panel seat isn't really necessary. But in any case, the I think I know why this show is so successful because I think if you haven't seen it, you say, well, it's on Fox News. It's got to be this kind of right-wing thing. And it's really not. It's a show that has the appearance, at least, of being a totally irreverent, free-flowing conversation between friends. Of course, it's nothing of the sort because it, it can't be. If it was, it wouldn't be able to be televised. It would be a mess. But uh, And credit to the production team for being able to create that illusion because it, it works really, really well. Nobody goes off like me on this podcast. Nobody goes off on tangents or talks too long or anything like that. They've all got the earpieces in, and it's really regimented, and yet... In spite of that really disciplined, uh, strict sort of um, format, it still seems just like a, a pretty, you know, easygoing conversation. So I enjoyed it. I laughed out loud a few times, but it's not about politics. It's about... If it's about anything, I guess it's about um, just kind of the what what comedy is classically about, this idea that the emperor has no clothes. So I think the reason this show, Gutfeld, is successful is because of that sense of irreverence, which does not mean that you don't take political and social issues seriously. And certainly they discuss... Some of those things on the show seriously, but it does mean that you don't allow those things to permeate every aspect of your life. And one of the corollaries to that, I think, is that you as a tendency to point and laugh at the people who do uh, take that so seriously that it has to permeate every aspect of their lives, and then and as a result, they take themselves very seriously. I mean, just think about if you're if you've been involved in punk rock for any length of time as I have. I mean, that was, you know, it was always this, this Python-esque thing, like the far left people, the anarchists and the far left punk rock bands and everything that was the running joke was that they took themselves so seriously and they were very fun to laugh at because of that. And they got really, really angry when you laughed at them too, because it's like, what, you know, well well, you must be racist because you're you're laughing at us and we're anti-racist. And it's like, we're not, but we're not laughing at you because you're anti-racist. We're laughing at you because you take yourself so fucking seriously. And because you see racism like in a bowl of lucky charms. You know, there's a racist hiding under every bed and inside every closet in your world. In other words, you're crazy and it's kind of funny. So that's really the attitude I think this show has. So I found it absolutely delightful. And it's not a matter of, this is what people don't get. It's not a matter of, do you agree or disagree? It has nothing to do with it. I mean, I will admit that it's refreshing, certainly, to hear people pointing out the the insane stuff that goes on in the media. And that's mostly what they do. Mostly what they're talking about is not politics. It's media and it's media activism. and uh, And that gives me hope because to me, that's not inherently political. That's, I guess, procedural in my point of view. That's a matter of what is the media supposed to do? Because right now... There is, as far as I can tell, no reliable place to get actual news. There's no place to go where, where, to find actual reporting the way you would have defined reporting, you know, in 1990. I don't think that exists anymore. So my only problem with the Gutfeld show is this. I have a limited amount of time for television. And I watch General Hospital, I DVR it, and I've been watching it for over a decade, probably 11 or 12 years. And, you know, I'm sure you all watch it as well, and you know as well as I do, that sure, the Sonny and Nixon Falls storyline went on way too long, it required way too much suspension of disbelief, but it's actually going somewhere pretty cool now now that you know he and carly are divorced or about to be divorced and and Nina's back in the picture and there's this whole you know thing happening there that's a pretty good storyline there's a lot of other good storylines on the show as well so i'm not just going to stop watching but i got to find a way to get gutfeld in there too because it it just makes me feel You know, and I say often we need to think more and feel less, but sometimes you do want to feel. And it makes me feel like I live in a world that actually makes sense again, Uh, because increasingly it seems like what is demanded of us is that we accept and repeat and parrot lies. We're supposed to say things we know not to be true. And when we refuse, we're, we're accused of acting in bad faith, right? You, you Not only can you not say a man is not a woman, to say that is to be deliberately uh, perverse. You know what you're saying isn't true, and yet you say it anyway, right? So it's not just that you're ignorant, it's that you're hateful. Um, and, and when you're Constantly inundated with that sort of insanity, I think you don't always realize what an effect it has. It has an isolating effect, which is the intent. It's supposed to make you feel like you're old and out of touch and clueless. And so I think part of the reason I like this show so much is you see intelligent, interesting, funny people who are very much like you and your friends sitting around having conversations about these things and being honest about these things, not uh, putting disclaimers in front of everything, not self-censoring, but actually talking and having a conversation. And as I said earlier, I think it's a great testament to the production team on this show that they create this illusion of a completely spontaneous Um, or mostly spontaneous, but a completely irreverent, uh, free-flowing conversation to, to, it takes a lot of work to, uh, create that illusion. And, uh, and it just looks like they're having a great time, which I think they probably are. Uh, so I highly recommend this show and, uh, I'm sure that makes me a right-wing lunatic, uh, for enjoying it, but you know what? Life's too short to worry about stuff like that. Uh, Typically, I try to do a podcast every Monday. I don't always. I'm a busy guy. Uh, Hopefully, with any luck, Cotton will either get the podcast up on some of these uh, services that serve podcasts to people. Um, I'm not going to make a lot of an effort here, okay? I'm not going to do like a little jingle for a theme song. I don't have time for that. It's going to be what it is. And if I do get time, eventually it'll be because somebody somehow... Uh, explains to me how I can make a little money off of this. But until then, um, it's going to be what it is. So either Cotton will do that or or maybe he can find somebody who can do it. And if not, maybe I'll ask one of you, uh, Jokers, if you can help me out. Uh, So hopefully I'll be back on Monday, next Monday, unless I get real busy. And until then, please remember, I love you all very much. So long.